0: in the the arena tonight was unbelievable. It was crazy, um, and it's, it feels good. You know, you, you know, we're happy that we're able to continue in Milwaukee. We're happy that we are going to the third round, and uh, we're happy that you know the people are into it. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen uh, people in Milwaukee be so excited about.
1: What's going on, Bucks fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks Podcast. My name is KJ Ike and I'll be your host, and the Milwaukee Bucks have just smashed the Boston Celtics in Boston. They held in the 89 points. The Bucks win 101-89 on the road in game one to go up 1-0. Giannis had a triple double. He didn't play nearly his best game. He missed five free throws. He was 9 for 25 from the floor. That's 30 uh 36%. But the Bucks still came out on top, and we can't be more excited to talk about game one with everyone. I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Alex, how you doing? MVP,
0: MVP, MVP. Giannis, the real MVP, showed up today, and I'm feeling great. Bucks fans, how lit was that game? I mean, off the backboard, dunk to himself, smash mouth defense. This Bucks team is looking to repeat. They're looking great, and they're doing it without Chris Middleton. So I can't wait to talk on the podcast today. Let's dive into it. Yes, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think a lot of people were nervous,
1: rightly so, because the Boston Celtics presented a very real test in the form of defense. The Boston Celtics, since the trade deadline, were not only the best team in the NBA, but they were by far the best defensive team in the NBA. But Bucks fans, if you had listened to the previous Ike Bucks podcast episode, we did a little bit of a deep dive in the playoff stats, and the Milwaukee Bucks actually ranked number one in terms of defense—you uh, know, points allowed to their opponents, which is defense essentially. Uh, in the playoffs. So it's like, it's one thing to kind of treat the regular season like it is the playoffs, and the Bucks have been there in years past, but this year, and even you could argue last year, the Bucs have kind of, you know, treated the regular season like a tune-up for the playoffs, and then they've, like, Drake likes to say the Bucs has flipped a switch. Giannis has flipped a switch. Drew Holiday has gone off this game one, which we'd love to see. We had a friendly challenge to him. Hey, man, you're you're a max player. You got to show up. And you could argue he could even play better, but he made all six of his throws. He was three for five from three, but he only shot eight for 20 from the floor. He had 25 points, uh, nine rebounds, and seven, excuse me, five assists. And uh the guy who stands out to me right away, because it was a team effort, Javon Carter, Bucks fans, a plus 25 in only 22 minutes. That is number one on the entire court. This guy is a real key playoff piece. And sure enough, again, Jordan Awara, another great player who's very, very, very similar in terms of like, you know, overall skill set. Uh, you know, in terms of, like, what he brings to the table, but the only difference is he's more on the offensive side, and, and Javon Carter is very much a plus. On one's the a dog, side. and one's
0: not, Gage. Well, well, that's
1: true, but it's like Javon Carter's bringing his defensive capabilities, his defensive talents, in a big way in the playoffs. You know, he was playing unbelievable out there, and I just want to shine him right away, you know. Give him some love, shine some light on him, shout him out. Javon Carter, once again, that's seven points, one for two from three, two for two from the line, two for four on field goals, 22 minutes. That's a plus 25. You cannot ask for more. Grayson Allen, again, showing up, 11 points. Him and Pat had a combined 19 points. Patty C in Boston, 21 minutes, Uh nine, Both of those points. boys shooting 50% from the floor and from three Exactly, so it's like when you have those two bros going off as well and then you get seven from Javon Carter you know, the Bucks won the game, you know, because Giannis, you figure he's going to play better. Uh, Brooke Lopez only gave you six, but his defense was unbelievable. Really the key to this oh. game... I mean there's so many keys like like it was the defense I would say uh the Bucks trotted out the oak tree lineup Giannis Brooke, Bobby you know huge size advantage over the Boston Celtics and they were getting nothing in the paint Alex what are your
0: initial thoughts on the game My thoughts were the defense came out and was suffocating that was the word I I just kind of felt because whether it was bringing up the ball we kind of talked about in that in the previous pod Boston doesn't have a great primary ball handler. And when you have Eric Bledsoe-type, you know, point guard play, it's going to be tough when Drew Holiday and Javon Carter are going to be pressing you all game. Even shout-out to guys like Connington and Allen for putting in a ton of defensive work. And Wesley... It was a collective defensive effort. That's what I saw out there. Portis, Lopez, and Giannis were allowing nothing easy near the rim, and then the guards were rotating, getting right up into their man, and really just making it hell for the Celtics. The Celtics turned it over 18 times. Tatum looked super frustrated and flustered the whole game. He shot 6 of 18. Uh, You know, Marcus Smart only put up 10 points. Jalen Brown put up 12 points. This Bucs team... They came in and showed, I think, the world why they're the champions. Not only do they have the best player on both ends of the floor, he's the real DPOY as well, but they have depth. They have depth. They have, like, eight or nine good playoff players, KJ. And that is different than the Celtics team. The Celtics bench, I mean, they had White come off the bench. He put up 10 points. And they had Williams uh, play a lot off the bench. He had eight points. But those guys were a minus 15 and minus eight. You said it, Pat, you know, Grayson and Javon, they're all, they're pluses, you know, plus twenty five plus ten plus five. They were coming in and hitting big shots. The three that Pat hit early on, his first three that was like a splash from the outer rim. Uh, you said it was curry range that got the bucks going you know just to see your teammate drain one like that that really kind of flipped it when the bucks were down 18 12 early and then from there on out it was tough defense nothing easy and just playing great team basketball so many good passes today that is an underrated part of giannis's game cage oh, what yeah. did you see in terms of the passing out of the greek freak today I
1: mean, Giannis, like, he was getting hammered out there. Bucks fans, you have to let us know what you think. Was Giannis getting hacked out there? Because we know he gets contact all the time, but I kind of had a feeling that basically, like, he was going to get that even more this series because the Celtics, that's just who they are, and especially in, at home in Boston, you know, they're going to get a lot of calls. They're going to get away with a lot of things. They already do flop. play great defense, but they're exactly, flop. <laughs> well, and it's like Giannis, so he was going through all that, And having to literally, like, dive out of bounds and just, like, hurl the ball to an open teammate, which his court vision is unbelievable. And, like, he would always find guys. Like, I remember one play in the first half. He was, like, surrounded from all sides, and he kind of flung the ball over his head to a wide-open Bobby Portis, like, on the other side of the court. I don't know if you remember that. It's
0: like a one-armed, like, over-the-head hook, you know. No,
1: no exactly. <laughs> it was like – that was exactly how I would describe it. And it's just he like, goes, holy cow, and... like, this guy has – You know, early on in his career, you're like, okay, this rookie is very talented. He's doing these crazy dunks. He's very athletic. He's skilled, but he looks kind of like LeBron James. Like I remember having those thoughts all those years ago. And now, like the only other player who could do that is like LeBron James, who's honestly sitting on the couch. Like LeBron James right now is on more commercials than he is in playoff games. So it's like, you know, doing that. Where's the jokester? Jokic is sitting at home, but it's like, Giannis is passing, absolutely. The Bucks defense, absolutely. And I think the, the highlight of this game is, is a very easy one. It's just the off-the-backboard pass to himself. Like, what more can you say? Superhuman. We threw it up on Egg Bucks fans. Someone even uh, quoted the tweet and wrote, like, in a playoff game. Like, think about that for a second. We've seen our fair share of Giannis' highlights in the regular season, right? And then there's that uh the what a lot of people call the valley oop in the finals last year where he rotated around and blocked DeAndre Aiden in an incredible defensive play where Drew then threw the ball to him on the other end for an alley oop. Like that was unbelievable. But this was just like all Giannis. You know, like he 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 kind of like was stifled at the elbow and then he, he had nowhere the, to go. He did the up and under, realized he was kind of caught in no man's land. He's like you know, sea ball, football, and basket. And, like, it, it was just one of those unbelievable plays that they're going to be looking at years to come, decades to come. Uh, if I'm a kid, I want to be like Giannis when I grow up. You know, if I'm an, if I'm an aspiring basketball player, I'm going to try and make my game as well-rounded as Giannis. I mean,
0: Alex, what more can you say about Giannis? Well, you want to know what you call like, that? What's that? Demoralizing. Mm-hmm. Giannis demoralized the Celtics. They looked in a funk. They might not, you know— Snap back. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but the Bucks really, you know, set the tone. Celtics just swept the Brooklyn Nets, keep in mind. They're coming in cockier than you-know-what. You heard Doris Burke and the ESPN ABC announcers. It was like we were watching Boston fans, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter, though, because Giannis is just not going to be denied, and that play was a perfect example, Cage. He kind of had nowhere to go, but he knows that if he throws it off the backboard— he can get that ball, and he can dunk it in one motion, and to actually do it like that, I mean, that's just kind of like the emphasis. You saw the bench erupt. The Bucs fans, Bucks are doing things crazy, you know, whether it's all these players. Like, even Cage, some of the plays that Grayson Allen was making, some of yeah. the threes he was hitting, it's like, this is like our seventh guy, you know, mm-hmm. like... It's it's unbelievable, and they're inspired by Giannis. You even heard that a couple times today, is the league is finally realizing the Giannis effect of elevating his players. That's why this defense is so involved. I think they are just absolutely you know, on one. They've really connected. They've got the chemistry going well, and to get off to this 1-0 lead, you said it in the past, that's like a over 75% chance you'll win the series and huge from a statistical standpoint yeah. as well um what what are your thoughts on the celtics you know like what, what was your first reaction of what you thought of them having seen him again you know, I just really
1: am glad you brought that up, Bucks fans, because I think it's 77% of the time the team that wins game one goes on to win the series. So it's like we all were a little nervous about this. Like maybe there are some people who are like, oh no, the Boston Celtics, we got this. And I applaud those people, but it's like just the fact that the Bucks do what they do to kind of put the percentages in their favor. And obviously every game is independent of each other, but it's like that's a great indicator about what's going to happen. You know, like in terms of the teams that. Buck that statistical trend. It really is got to be a special team, like the Bucks, for example. You know, like the Bucks against, against the, the Suns, yeah, exactly against the Suns, against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but Alex, what was your what was your question? Like thoughts on the Celtics? Thoughts on the Celtics? You know, getting a fresh look at them. You know, I think Marcus Smart is kind of doing his thing. Like it got to the point in the game where he was just like diving all over the court you know he was like laying under the basket at one point where like no Bucks players could even go to that space so like he was basically clearing out the space for his Celtics buddies to get an easy layup at the end of the game I was a little frustrated when I saw that um I give him credit as like a competitor but like you know man I mean like if you're going to be dying your hair green like that you know just you'd like to be a little more back it up on the court type
0: player but that's just my opinion you watch uh, that game cage and you ask yourself Who is the best defensive player on that court? Oh, it's Drew Holiday. No one is picking Marcus Smart. Nobody. I mean, it's a joke. It's like, let's call it what it is. Where are the Jokic MVP voters? Y'all need to answer for what you did because it's like you're not watching basketball. And when I saw the Celtics cage, I saw a team that not really that scary. They were going to Al Horford a lot. Like they're pretty reliant on Al Horford, and he's an old guy. He played 36 minutes. We'll get 36 this. 36 minutes for Horford. Jason
1: Tatum played the most minutes of anyone today. He had 40 minutes. You know, he played well, but he only had 21 points because we said it last time, going from the Brooklyn Nets caliber defense to going to a Milwaukee Bucks caliber defense is like night and day. You know, it's like... Uh, going in America, no and speaking English, and then you f- take a flight to a different country and nobody speaks English. You know, it's it's, it's completely different. And shout out to all our international Bucks fans all, all around the world, just tuning in. We love, we love you. The, we love the day games for that reason in particular, just because like we know everyone can watch it with us. Um, but the guy that really just stands out more and more the guy the more I watch him. Uh, Robert Williams in a positive way, he's definitely an impact player. But Jalen Brown in a negative way, like that guy is overrated. And I hope I don't come back to like, you know, eat those words. But like for he someone low that, confidence, if I just hear the national media and I just listen to them all day, for example, and they just tell me about Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, and then you see him in a game like that where he like couldn't do anything. It's like, yeah, I would rather have Chris Middleton. I really would. You know, and like maybe a lot of people would, but like Jalen Brown was kind of standing out in the sense where it's like he's not – He's not the guy I think national media makes him out to be, but it is one no. game. I've always thought Horford was a much better player than like people were giving him credit for this year. I was like, look, I know no one's talking about him, but Al Horford being back in the Celtics, I don't like that one bit because I know what he can do. I know what he does on the court, and it's those
0: little things. Like He, he had does... nothing inside, though, Cage. He was 4 of 9 from 3 and 4 of 11 from the field overall. Mm-hmm. He had no buckets right. in the paint or inside. So and interesting. He, yeah, he can you know, play he a little bit of deep
1: Inside the arc. Like, how how interesting is that? I mean, Marcus Smart, 3 for eleven, one for 6 and 3. Like, we know that he's kind of like that. Uh, Let's
0: see. You know, you want to know a player I'm just so impressed with again. He had a double-double today. 15 points, 11 rebounds. That's Bobby Portis. This guy is hitting shots that make you think he's Kevin Durant. You, working out yeah. with Lethal Shooter has definitely done him well. I mean, he is hitting these corner fades cage where he catches it, spins, and drains it. He's allowing no easy layups. He really is like Giannis's dirty enforcer. You know what I mean? Like when Giannis needs someone. Do some dirty work for Giannis? Yeah, to do some dirty work. I would say Lopez does too. It's like like Bobby goes in there.
1: Put that on film. (laughs) How much fun, Bucks fans, how much fun was it? Listening to Brooke Lopez today, you know, and like when Giannis, <laughs> it did, when Giannis did that uh, off the backboard alley to himself, when the whole team was just holding each other back, like that was worthy of holding your teammates back, you know, because it's like going back to the highlight. It's one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. If you haven't seen it yet, go check Ike Bucks. We got the highlight up there multiple places. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like. You know basically like there's a lot of praise to go around like Bobby and Brooke on defense. Bobby Portis the thing that's uh you know impressed me is that he was a plus 11. It's really interesting because Brooke was actually a minus 10. So those are some really in, uh, interesting plus minus stats. But Bobby Portis, when he did that spin around Jay, like that's a part of his yeah. game. I think he's added in the last year. Like he could make a three, you know, he could like be good inside. But the fact that he can get so that, valuable. that spin around Jay in the mid-range, like we're going to have to get that a few times um
0: well, same you know, with Giannis Cage kind of hitting serious. the mid-range jumper today. He had, like, a couple ones where it was right around the free throw line. He would just kind of back into the guy and then take a quick, you know, Dirk Nowitzki-type fade. And he's when he's hitting those, that's a shot that last time around the Bucs played the Celtics, he wasn't able to hit those. Uh-huh. And that's why I think it was a different story back then. Now Giannis is like, you have to come out high and guard him. You can't. Like even let him get to the free throw line jumper, and when he gets to the rim, he's he's borderline unstoppable because they were hacking him, and he was he'll still finish through the contact. It's like he played bad today, Cage, and he was a plus twenty three. And I, I don't want to say he played bad because obviously he's Giannis. When he's bad, he's tremendous. Uh-huh. But Bucks he fans, we know he's better than nine of twenty five from the floor and six eleven exactly. from the free exactly. throw line.
1: Well, well, and like I think this is a great time, you know, because you were just being critical of Giannis in, in the good way and just like a totally realistic way. I've seen great time to bring back one of the fan favorite segments, Good Bucks, Bad Bucks. So, Alex. Let's do it. Let's uh, give us some good bucks and then give us some bad bucks. Bucks fans, this is where we we basically highlight something good about the Bucks because, like, you know, we love doing that. But we also, this is an op- opportunity to keep it objective. You know, we don't just want to talk about the good, we want to keep it real in a sense where there are always things the Bucks can do better. And uh, this is that segment that we like to kind of bring in both. Uh, You know, the good and the things they could improve on. So, Alex, give us some good bucks. Um, I'll do my good bucks. And then uh, why don't you give us some good bucks and
0: some bad bucks? My good bucks. My good bucks is the defensive intensity I saw out there today because the Bucks had active hands. They were taking the ball away from Boston. They were, you know, forced contesting every shot in the paint. They were flying out at threes, and Boston, as a result, shot 33.3%, and it looked like they were having a tough time scoring cage. They didn't have a lot of good looks. The only guys who were getting open looks were players that the Bucks wanted to shoot, right? Like Pritchard or Horford or even Marcus Smart. It's like, hey, take those shots. You know, mm-hmm. we're okay with that. Yeah. We're okay with that. And the Bucks were, like, smothering the stars of Boston and it just never turned off, whether it was Wesley Matthews diving on the floor, whether it mm-hmm. was Brooke Lopez, you know, swatting guys. It just never stopped today. And I got to give a lot of credit to the you know, the guys who normally you wouldn't think play tremendous defense, like Grayson Allen, Pat Connington, Javon Carter, but they came in and were also hounding the Boston Celtics. It starts from the leader in Giannis on the defensive end, but uh, it was a team effort out there today. That's my good bucks. My bad bucks on the other side – my bad, Bucks. Is that Coach Bud? You know he probably should have got a tea today with what was going on with the referees. I mean, there was okay. just a lot of you know calls that were like, "Hey, if this goes on in the rest of the series, it could be an be issue." Available. Yeah, it, and and it's like, especially on just the way that Marcus Smart is always on the ground. That's not good defense, in my opinion. It's kind of like. Brad Davison for the Badgers, love the guy, you know, you know, whatever your opinion is, but if you're always on the ground, it's like there's always going to be a follow call. There's a couple times, Cage, where Marcus Smart was clearly moving, should have got a block, you know, mm-hmm. he flops twice pretty much, and then they give they award, reward him with offensive fouls. If he didn't get the whistle, I mean, this guy would just not really be valuable, that like effective at all. He's a whistle no, player. It, exactly. and exactly. I mean, yeah. that's a
1: great point in, in the sense where you just said, like, if he didn't get the whistle, how effective a player would Marcus Smart be? That's a darn good question because it's significantly less effective, you know. And, like, I, I think Coach Bud, um, you know, I have my gripes with him at times, you know, but, like, I think that's a valid point to make. Like maybe you know you would have liked to see him get on the rest a little bit, but like maybe it's good that he didn't. So like if they do pull out something atrocious in game two, which you know they will, like you know they will, box fans. Like just be prepared for the worst in terms of <laughs> He's officiating. He's not suspended. Well, it's like then he can kind of pull that card then, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like I think that's a that's an adequate good they bucks bad today. Bucks combo. Yeah. Uh, my good bucks is just like how calm Giannis led this team. You know, like there was you're going into a war zone. You know, it's almost like I'm trying to think of like the, uh, the the good comparison. It's almost like you're a paratrooper, but like you're like jumping into like a high intensity, you know, firefight Black or something. Black Hawk Down. It's something <laughs> like that. Exactly. And it's like the fact that Giannis was so calm and like just led by example and like kept battling and like his team obviously like fed off of that. Stoic. I really loved that. It, it, he was very stoic out there. He's like, look, you know, Chris isn't here. We're on the road. <laughs> Refs aren't doing us any favors. I'm not well, having a great win. game. You know, like, we're going to win. Like, guys, I'm going to have a triple-double. I'm going to get you the ball. I'm going to look for you. I'm going to find you. I'm, I'm going to get you on defense. I can't say enough about, you know, just how impressive Giannis is and continues to be. My bad Bucks, that is tough. I'm just going to say, like, turnovers. You know, like, if the Bucks don't get off to, like, such a Turnover-laden start, this game would be even more interesting, right? Because the Bucs definitely tightened it up, Alex. I know you tweeted something out about how they barely had any turnovers mm-hmm. um, you know, after, after that. They only had six turnovers after the first quarter. That's two turnovers a quarter. Like That's, that's very encouraging. And uh, I think all the pressure is now on the Celtics, but it's like if the Bucs could even reduce those turnovers, because some of those turnovers are very frustrating, right? Like, you know, Wesley Matthews just steps out of bounds type of thing. Like, okay, it happens, but, like, you know what else was frustrating to me? Is, that following Grayson Allen, or the, the, the three-pointer. The overturn? Point. They overturned it. It's like, I was watching the play live, and I was like, yo, like, you know, I saw him. saw him hit Grayson's like jersey. You know, like, he yeah, the he, like, guy got literally puts out his stomach. arm,
0: cage to intentionally foul. Earlier. No, exactly. Like, it, like
1: it, I wasn't even looking at the legs. I was like, "Yo, we got him in the stomach." Like you can't like push a guy in the stomach while he's shooting. You know, like but then you see the legs as well. And I was like, there's no way in hell this is overturned. And they, they like go to replay. I'm like, seriously, like they're actually doing the challenge for this. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like the refs are probably on the phone line. And then they overturn it. I'm like, how in the hell can you set that kind of precedent to overturn that? That was a little concerning for me. Luckily it didn't come back to bite the box. Uh, But, but kind of going back to it, Bucks fans, just keep an eye on these officials, NBA official, Adam Silver. We got our eye on you. Um you know, basically, like there's going to be something going on in Game Two and, and throughout the rest of the series because the the NBA does not want the Boston Celtics to get swept. They really don't want the Boston Celtics to get swept. Uh, you know, I'm on Twitter right now, Bucks fans, and I see that something is trending and that something is called Boston in six, and that's just something that I had to bring up as soon as I saw it because, like, no, you ain't you ain't taking you ain't taking the Bucks. You in know what six, I call eight, that? Cage? 10, it's called Boston. a gimmick. It's called a gimmick. That's a gimmick. Definitely winning this series. That's I think the Bucks are going to win this series in six or seven. Uh, we'll see. Um, but, Alex, let's talk about some of the Bucks fans. Um, I yeah. just want to start off by shouting out our, uh, a really big Bucks fan, a really good guy in the community. His name is Zach Culbertson. Uh, this guy's an insurance agent he helps uh, people with home auto life and business but he's also unique in the sense where he loves the banter about bucks basketball so if you happen to be in the need for some insurance uh and you also happen to be a big bucks fan he's like a great match like he doesn't just want to be your you know your insurance guy he wants to be your friend his name is zach colbertson his slogan is it's zach i got your back and he's with country financial if you want to get in touch with him for a free quote tremendous
0: personality
1: it's 262-343-9990. That's 262 343 Zach
0: Colvinson. Zach has your back. Alex, what do you want to
1: talk about first? I second? want to
0: talk about my, the winning team, Cage. Not, not just the Milwaukee Bucks, but the, the winning team over at Hupy and Abraham Law Offices. I mean, they are the ones to call if you're injured. They're big Bucks supporters, they're friends of the show, and they mean business because they've secured over $1 billion for their clients. So if you're hurt a wreck, they're rated best, voted best, call Hupe today, that's 1-800-800-5678 or visit hupe.com. I also want to get to, Cage, What's that? our Bucks fans from all over the world who are the reason that Ike Bucks is back in the top 50 in the charts and flying up. Please share this podcast with another friend, Bucks fans. Please also enter our giveaway for our Giannis jersey. We're giving away another Giannis jersey and this time we're adding in a mystery item that's a yep. $250 value. Send us a DM over on Twitter for
1: those details.
0: Yep, over 250 Super New sick stuff. Bucks but, contest. Kate, to the Bucks fans, we, we show how, how does it feel to go up 1-0 on the Celtics? And Satiris says, sweep incoming. Shout out to you, Sirius. Thank you for the in. Marvin Lee says, not satisfied until we close this. Lockdown mode running high still. Great. Eric says, great. Uh, John Novak, a holic. Nowicki says, good win. On to game two. Jack Brick says, good. Torres says, great team ball. Good perimeter defense. Lou says, surreal. I mean, we won game one. Jeff Bruggen says, Newsflash, Hey, Boston, this isn't a Nets defensive team you're playing against. Smothering <laughs> defense. Facts. EST Doug said, Now we know it's certainly 2-2 at the worst after four games. Looking ahead, I, I, don't, I don't see why any chance the Bucs... You know, the Celtics going to have though. to prove that they can beat the Bucs. Yeah, but let's just get a win, too. Says, Cautiously optimistic. But if they can defend like that, I am very encouraged. And if they lose smart... I don't know for them. And then Atmos says the entire week the media was like, no chance the Bucks win against a physic this physical team. And I was like, okay, we're not the Nets. Why do they think they can't be physical with Giannis, Portis, and Brook? Guess I was reading this right. So was, you know, keep keep fighting the good fight out there. We're with you. The national media doesn't have a clue. I mean, not a single clue. No, they
1: they don't want the Bucks to win two years in a row, let alone. Keep reading a few more. I I got banging on the drum. Banging on
0: the drum says it just feels like the norm. Ryan Mazza says the only team we should be somewhat worried about is the Heat in the East. Other than that, the Bucs run the East. Ooh,
1: see, see, like I just want to interject a little bit, like Bucks fans, we got to be very careful not to get ahead of ourselves. So, like I know we're all riding on cloud nine after Game One victory. Like I know I sure am. Like the, you know the day game, right? It's like it either goes your way and you're 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 riding high the whole rest of the weekend, or it goes bad. Or it goes <laughs> bad and you're like your whole day is ruined. You know, it's kind of like. <laughs> It's a little similar to NFL in that regard, where you got the noon game. Uh, you know, your team wins; it's a great weekend. All of a sudden, your team loses; it's like, oh man, back I, to I work gotta, Monday. Yeah, just like everything's a little darker. But like, <laughs> it's gonna be a little I, better
0: Monday tomorrow, Bucks fans. That oh, we can all Bucks be happy banter about. Banter
1: is off the chain right now. I love the Bucks banter, and uh, I love the confidence about uh, the Bucks fans, Alex. You got like a bunch of responses there. You can read read a bunch of them, or, or is actually, it yeah, actually, it's time in? to hit the flags, Cage. I okay, think. okay. Well, Bucks fans, we just want to thank you for writing in and tuning in. And we want to shout out all you uh, listening in from all sorts of places. So I want to shout out Martin Vela, uh, tuning in from Colombia. Marvin Lee, tuning in from the Philippines. Uh, Badger Tracks, tuning in from AmFam Field. He's, watch, he's uh, watching the Bucks at the Brewer game. That is dedication Sick. in a multitasking way. Uh, we have Mam Unstad, B-Ball Newbie from the Philippines. Grace Year from the Bahamas. Maria Salimpasi from Greece uh soon modu i believe that is uh senegal um bucks hispania is tuning in from uh yeah (laughs) sly stallone tuning in from i think that's ghana uh chuck metz tuning in from raleigh north carolina i just want to give a shout out to all our bucks listeners in africa because like we're still learning the flags you know i i have a good idea but um sometimes we don't get everyone right but but shout out to all of the listeners in africa and all over the world uh, rafaelos tuning in from cyprus bucks fans if you don't know where cyprus is google it on uh just give it a google and like zoom out and you'll be shocked at where rafaelos is tuning in from so we got to give him big props to tuning in all the way from cyprus you don't meet many people from cyprus so shout out to you rafaelos uh tracy carr tuned in from america safir eskandari tuning in from iran very pleased to see that uh, eight thousand cantado tuned in from Brazil, Koblenz international tuned in from Koblenz, Germany. Uh, Diegas, Diegos tuned in from Argentina, Ragu Rajan tuned in from India. I love to see some box fans in India. I love to see that. Uh, Greek freak three four four three tuned in from Germany, Ethan delong tuned in from America, Kumbaya Stan van Gundy, tuned in from Greece, sirac, but better trademark tuned in from Jamaica. Grim Reaper tuned in from Portugal s drug or sorry s Doug tuning in from Nigeria Randy Davis tuning in from Las Vegas Lou is tuning in from the UK. Uh, Joe Corral is tuning in from America first Buck Brazil is tuning in from Brazil. Hoja Luna is tuning in from Japan in Tokyo or Tokyo in Japan. Nas is like is tuning in from Greece. Chase Coster from New York City. Jeremiah's tuning in from a pirate ship. I love that. Joshua Crooks tuning in from uh, Granville neighborhood. Um I think the flag is a speeding car chasing a pistol IDK. Ha ha ha. Okay, Josh. Maybe you can find a flag and, and drop it in the in the comments next week. we we'll would love to see that. Milwaukee Bucks Turkeys tuning in from Turkey. Always love to see them tuning in. Seb Crabtree's tuning in from the UK. Slim is tuning in from Francis, France. France. Uh, Sebastian Vasco from Colombia. 834 uh, 59 Isaiah tuning in from Kansas City. Bobby bifocal, Soriano's is tuning in from España. Big Mike from Ghana. Uh, CTF Eni eighty one is tuning in from the UK. Nahi is tuning in from France. Pierre de Smala, I believe that's either Belgium or Romania. It's either blue or black on the left side of that. Um, Bencock is tuning in from uh, America. <laughs> Ramon, GB Pack fan seventy eight tuning in from home sweet home. I got to give a big shout out to Versace Van. He's tuning in from Boston at the game. Shout out to you, Versace Van. That was fun. Going home, going home. Happy be a Bucks fan in that crowd. Yeah, probably pretty hostile if I imagine. Right. <laughs> uh, Michael Ribella. Be I believe that is Puerto Rico. Uh, Jai is tuning in from Nigeria, and then Dahmer's burner is tuning in. From America, so so many Bucks fans in all their places just love to see the you know all the different backgrounds and and last but not least, actually, uh, deutschland.de is tuning in from Greece. So I, it sounds like a little bit of a German handle, but maybe he's on holiday, maybe he's on vacation. uh No matter where you're tuning in for Bucks fans, just know that we have so much love for you guys, you girls, everyone who helps make the Bucks community, the Ike community, just a very special place where you can passionately banter about your team whether you believe this whether you believe that it all is uh you know it's all good under this roof and um you know we're very thankful and i'm very thankful and alex any any final thoughts before we wrap up
0: final thoughts are bucks are up 1-0 game one has been won i'm hyped Giannis looks good he's healthy the team is clicking and bucks fans you are all balling because I love to see the engagement. I love seeing the enthusiasm around this team. I think a lot of people, including myself today, were like reminded of how good this Bucs team is. Really seeing it on full display against the Celtics. They can get better. It's gonna be exciting. Go enter that Giannis jersey giveaway. There's a mystery item included. It's gonna be awesome. KG, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, Bucks fans next game is Tuesday. 6
1: p.m. Milwaukee time. So I know, for example, I had some plans, but guess what? I'm canceling them because Bucks basketball comes first. And yes, I sure. think that's the mindset from here on out because we're going for championship number two in as many years. That is Tuesday at 6 p.m. Milwaukee time. It's on TNT. So if you're overseas, if you're international, shouldn't be too bad. Like a lot of you should be able to stay up for that. I believe that's, you know, if you're in the U.K., that's a midnight start. If you're in Germany, Norway or, or Greece or something like that, that's a, that's a 1 a.m. start. Not terrible. You know, it's not ideal, but but obviously... We're happy to have as many of you guys and you girls along in this journey with us. So with that being said, thank you for listening, Bucks fans. We'll catch you next time. Fear the deer forever. The prophecy is still unfolding.